was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. Welcome to Shaken Not Noob, episode 25, the official podcast that yet again didn't think of an intro um, because, well look, Easter's coming right around the corner, I'm, I won't necessarily say busy, but I'm your host, Judy, and with me as always, he actually missed a week, he actually has a 24-1 strikeout right now, that the is f- the Fuzzy Dan. Don't push me, I'm full of chocolate. You're full of poo. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not anymore, apparently. Yeah, okay. Just going to dispel the rumours here, there was no, well, there was a little anal leakage, not swimming pool based anal leakage, (laughs) as described on two podcasts last week. (laughs) Thanks though, by the way. No worries. So I I did hear that you had your arms up in the air and you were rotating like a washing machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's a standy-uppy washing machine. (laughs) Wishy-washy. How are you, Fuzzy? How have you been? I am finally gaining some form of voice back, so I'm, you know, you may notice that there's a slightly different timbre to my voice. For fuzzy connoisseurs, they might notice this. Yes, absolutely. Fuzzy connoisseurs. I didn't, yeah. We've got to be very careful about how we phrase that. <laughs> um, yes, for fuzzy good connoisseurs. Thing, good thing your nickname isn't Fairy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you might notice I'm still a bit stuffed up, but I am back and less contagious than ever. Well, less contagious than the last week anyway. Gross. Well, <laughs> well, we've got uh, an interesting episode this week. We've got a bit of news and uh, technically three things to, to chat about review-wise. Three things! Three things! Laser. Uh, things to talk about. So we go for the news first? Yeah, let's do it, buddy. All right. Well, first piece of news that I got is there is a new mobile racing game coming to Windows 10 devices and coming soon to Androids and iPhone. Because you guys have all got phones, right? Yep. Uh, which is called Forza Street, which is actually done by the Forza crew and oh, will be a God. mobile racing game. Sure. They can't even do one on a console. I can't imagine why the one on the Forza. mobile will work. Forza's great. Yeah, not not the last time we played it. Do you remember that when we tried to play and every we time played, we tried to queue up for a race, we it kicked us out to the fucking drag race and then it broke? We played during Christmas, the busiest period to play. Yeah, no, that is no excuse. This is like one of the largest AAA racing titles of last year and they weren't able to let us do a simple race. And it's still a great game. I stand by it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, of course, there's a Forza game coming to, to mobile. Uh, I'm getting a little bit back into mobile gaming again. Um, I'm fine. I'm playing things like the, the Bridge Constructor and, and Plague Inc. and stuff like that. Sure. And I think I might give this a give this a go because I surprisingly like playing mobile games when I'm on the toilet. You know what? I was just about to say on the toilet. I'm running. I've I've completed a game. Like just opened up all the things that I want to open without actually spending any money on this game. Yeah. And I'm. I need a new game. So I think we should do an episode on the hot mobile games out at the moment. Hot. Because we've all got phones, right? Um, so Don't you guys have phones? Yeah. yeah. Don't you guys have phones? That's the name of the episode. Don't you guys have phones? We'll do one about mobile gaming yep. and talk about the latest and greatest and the hottest and the what's the Angry Birds of 2019? Angry Birds too. <laughs> Angry Birds again. <laughs> Angrier birds. Uh, moving along, we've got Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order news. Now, before we kick this news off, sure, our friend yes. of the show, yes, friend of the show, Andy Campbell Ooh. from the That Geek Pod podcast, yes, 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 was at Star Wars Celebration. Yes, yes, yes. He was at Jedi Fallen Order. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Live panel. Ooh. He recorded some audio for us. Wow, was it just people going? Ah! Right. Uh, unfortunately, he said the audio it was a bit too too poor, and he didn't want to provide that, which is which is fair enough. Because it was um, a bunch of nerds screaming. That yeah, was why. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I would have been screaming. Yeah, true. Um, so yeah, so he was actually at Star Wars Celebration. He went and saw the panel wow. and everything. Um, so he says, uh, unfortunately, I can't provide you with the audio. It's a bit poor quality. I don't want to provide you something poor quality. So he's like, I'll just come and talk about it on the show. Which, of course, doors open. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I'm yeah. excited for that. So yes, stay tuned for that Jedi Fallen Order news. But yeah, it's. How cool is that? We saw, you know, a fairly awesome trailer. Yep. And, yeah, I think, though, that this is... And just... I'm just going to go on a little bit of an EA thing here because it is EA. And EA are known for doing amazing trailers. They do amazing trailers. They do amazing marketing. We've seen it in all of their titles that they've released in recent times. It is a timely reminder to never, ever, ever pre-order anything, especially from fucking EA. Now, I will say that they've 
pushed aside the branding a little bit. So it's not just EA front and center anymore. It's a respawn game. And yeah, yeah so respawn respawn's the- coming like just to the right or just to the left of EA's logo. Yeah. So I think there's a little bit of a repositioning of the brand yeah. to try and get away from it. Go to the popular company, which is Respawn. So fucking hot right now after after Apex coming out. So hot right now. So hot. So I think they're just repositioning it slightly. But still a reminder, this is an EA game. We have not seen any gameplay. No, we've, we've not seen a cinematic, yeah. Yeah, and even by their own promotional material, they tell us to trust no one. Trust no one, especially EA. So please do not pre-order anything yet. It is still way too early. We still know next to nothing about this game. Yeah. So just hold off. Hold off until we know. I know there's going to be nerds that just go all over it, but we just need to be patient with this. And it drops, what, two weeks before uh, the new Uh, Star Wars movie? It drops in November from memory. Yeah. Around mid-November. Although I will say from from the cinematic cutscene story trailer we got, I'm already a little disappointed. There is no possible way that you could be disappointed I already. Am. How? The uh, the from what we can tell from the trailer, it's a it's a Padawan who's gone into hiding. And so many years after uh, Episode Three, yeah, um, one of his work colleagues falls, and he uses the Force to save him. So it's the Magneto storyline from um, the oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Essentially, <laughs> he uses his powers when he shouldn't use his powers, and he gets reported, and then the the Empire hunt him down. Sure, that is the story of Kanan Jarrus. Jarrus, I think. Kanan from Ro- yeah. Rebels. Yeah. That's his. That's his story. So why he can't works, they? He works in a mine. A mine shaft's about to collapse. Uses the force to hold rocks up, and then people see it and they report it to the Empire. And the Empire hunt him down, and he meets up with. Um, uh, who's the pilot from Ro- Ro- Rebels? I've forgotten her name. The Twi'lek pilot. Yeah. Meets up with her. Yeah, that chick. Yeah. That's her story. Sure. Surely, and it, essentially, you've gone from from Kanan's being in a mine to this particular character's. He's in a in a shipyard scrapping ships, and I'm like. Surely you can do something else besides someone's in danger they need, and he uses the force to save them. Yeah. Do something else. Like, that's the one thing and I'm like, you've done it. It's in a book. Everyone's going, it's original. Mate. It's not. It's this book. EA Games. Steal everything. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm excited for the game, but as soon as I saw that, I went, you cannot claim that this is original. I think it was Christy Golden wrote the damn book for the prequel to Rebels. Yeah. You, you, you're pulling straight from that, and someone in EA better come out and say, actually, that was a bit of inspiration for it, because they can't say it's an original story, because they pulled it straight from Kanan's well, origins. Why don't they just do Kanan, then? Is the Exactly. Yeah, okay. Interesting, interesting. So that's pissed me off. Okay, well, there you go. So, look, there, there's a lot in there to unpack already. So I think as soon as we get some more news, I think the trailer's not enough to go on. Let's we'll wait get till some we get some... at E3. Yeah, let's, let's wait till we get some of that, and we'll, we'll start doing some big stories. Um, on on the state of Star Wars going forward. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fuzzy, you've got a little bit of news as well that's not on my list, so I'll let you rattle some of that off. Awesome. Okay, so everybody knows, big week this week uh, in Paris. Uh, Dragons we had, Attacked. Yes, Dragons Attacked Notre Dame Cathedral and burnt it to a crisp. So thank yep. you, thank you, HBO, for, uh, for organising that. Um, but... Famously, like what what they've they've saved the structure of Notre Dame Cathedral, like it's just all the inside the that's burnt out. Yeah. That's great. So what they're going to be doing is restoring it. And now what's happened is uh, Ubisoft uh, has come out. That's right. And uh, Ubisoft and has given them access to all of their digital files from the Assassin's Creed Unity game. Yep. Which basically reconstructed, like painstakingly reconstructed the cathedral in digital form. So they did. They did years of work developing this to make it look as accurate as possible. Um, and they've got digital uh, blueprints, essentially, for the inside of this where nobody else has it. So they've given access to um, uh, to the, the people in charge of rebuilding it. I'm fairly sure they've also donated $500 million or something like that. Yeah. And they've now also given everybody free access on PC uh, to Assassin's Creed Unity. So you can enjoy... That's, cool. That's really cool. Yeah. So you can enjoy what Notre Dame Cathedral looks like and a shitty Assassin's Creed game looks like. So, you know, there's... there's I actually didn't mind that Assassin's Creed game. That was the last Assassin's Creed game I actually enjoyed. Uh, it was it was okay. It I was did okay. not like Syndicate. I did not like Origins, and I did not like Odyssey. Yeah, no, they're all terrible. But yes, so Assassin's Creed Unity. Um, yeah, I think it's available free on PC. You go and check out uh, the Ubisoft website, and they will have some details on there. But yeah, it's it's amazing, like the, what they're doing. Um, to they've they've done a bunch of work in this in the background, and mm. they're now able to actually have real world applications for it. So it's actually a big thumbs up to Ubisoft for and it's a big uh, thing for gaming as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's great to see that they can actually use this stuff for for good and not just nerds jerking off. <laughs> 
right. Uh, yeah, so that's my uh, my Ubisoft news. Um, and we've also got another piece of news, which is very exciting. This is your news, mate. We're starting to talk next next gen. We're starting to talk the PS5. Next gen. Next gen. Next gen. Um, so yeah, essentially they've they've started to come out with a bunch of nerd specs, and I won't go through them right now because they are very very detailed. But they're starting to release the specs of uh, the next gen consoles for PlayStation at least, mm. and what they're going to expect. And they're actually starting to talk about price points. Oh. Um, so I'm probably anticipating like based on what we're spending now on you know PS4 Pros um, and everything else, I'm expecting it to be. Yeah, they usually come out and they're usually about a thousand bucks for like a new release console. Yeah, seven hundred, eight hundred bucks. I'd expect to. I'd expect that they're going to come out at about a thousand for this. For PlayStation Three did notoriously launch with a thousand dollar price tag, and I bought that day one. So yes, Jesus. yes. So I spent a thousand bucks, and my fat boy lasted me all the way up to a week before I got my PS Four. So uh, it was pretty awesome. I loved Man. it. It was great. Anyway, but yeah. So yeah, PS Five is. On the tape, they're starting to talk about it in real details, not just speculation. Um, there's no official name. We're just calling it the PS5 for now. Oh, they won't call it anything else besides it's, PS5. Their, their naming convention's not fucked up like an Xbox One X, One X, One X, One X, One. I love the Xbox names. Xbox One X, One, One, Yeah, no. Yep. It's, it's simple and straightforward. PS5 is what we're looking at. So I would expect sometime in the near future, maybe not E3, um, but sometime in the near future, we're going to hear some stuff from Sony about what the next gen looks like. And I would imagine it's going to put a lot of pressure on Microsoft to start coming up with well, there's, uh, there's going to be the no new Xbox Two One. There's going to be no uh, Sony at E3 this year as well. Yeah, so that's right. It, and it's, I, it's going to put a little bit more pressure on Microsoft. But I think that's because they may be saving it up for this event. They might be saving it up because, like that year, they announced God of War, they announced Spider-Man as well, and, and Sony flat out won that E3. But this year's E3, just on a little bit of E3 news, I'm looking forward to it because we've got the Inside Xbox, which is a once-a-month show. Sure, yeah. Um, and they had Phil Spencer on. Now, last year, they announced that Microsoft had acquired all these um, first-party developers to make their own f- exclusive games. Yeah. And that was a year ago, so now we're going to find out what they've been working on. Okay, So it's yeah. going to be kind of interesting because we were going to have, like, Scalebound and stuff like that, then that unfortunately got cancelled. Yeah, sure. Um, so we could get some more stuff. Yeah, nice. Um, the only other final piece of news for me this week, it's kind of a personal news thing. Oh. Um, I watched on Netflix last night a, a, a gaming documentary called Playing Hard. And right. I would highly recommend anyone to watch this. It's a, the story of the development of a AAA title that most people will know, For Honor. Yep. Uh, and it is really fascinating because it actually goes into we're talking sort of at the like the director game director level kind of thing sort of high up within the organization how the game got developed and the the some of the mechanics of the game is really pretty like yeah i love the combat and it talks like the guy who runs it is is the brainchild of of all of this stuff his name's jason vanderberg and just like seeing like all his like his trials that he went through to get this game going yeah. and what happened at the end it's, it's fascinating so anyone who's played For Honor or has, has a passing interest in gaming go and check that out it's available on Netflix now it's called Playing Hard it's a, it's a, a, I think that game that uh, with the mechanics that they made for For Honor for the combat and all that sort of stuff they had to block attacks and yeah. doing actually hitting someone with your sword would actually do some damage I'd love Ubisoft Ubisoft to uh, to get the Star Wars license because I think that would work really well for a lightsaber combat. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not a big fan of the combat system, and it's it, it was one of those games that sort of fizzled for me. And it, the, the documentary yeah. goes into a little bit of why that changed around, and I think yeah, it, it, it shows towards the end of it. So yeah, definitely check it out. I won't spoil a lot of the details for All you, right. but yeah, definitely a, a lot of fun and a really good watch. Well, we've got some more uh, gaming news to go through. Sure. Um, as well with the Inside Xbox, they announced that you can now officially get a Xbox Game Pass and an Xbox Live subscription in the one bundle now rather than paying for two separate services, which is kind of cool. They're still the same price, though? Or? Nope, no, no, no. <laughs> um, so I think it's normally like, say, 12 bucks for for Xbox Live a month, $10 for Game Pass a month, and is now 15 no, $16 for both. Oh, okay. So yeah, that's, wow. That's yep. actually really, Sign really me good. Up. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, Xbox also announced that we have an Xbox One S coming that is discless. Oh, okay. So Why? It's, it's digital gaming. Apparently, the, the sales are up higher for digital games and physical copies. So I assume it's a huge thing, though, like one to two terabytes, right? It's a one terabyte console. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you can buy a, an external hard drive like I've done. Um, yeah. yeah, and there's a massive, massive sale on at the moment. I think over 500 titles are on sale on the Xbox store. I picked up uh, Watch Dogs 2. 
I played Watch Dogs 1. I was a little burnt out by it. I, I was a little pissed off. Yeah. I thought, that's oh, like 10 bucks. I'll pick it up. Okay. Watch Dogs 2 is amazing. <laughs> I really, really like it. Yeah, no. Nah, well, I think... See, I'm a, I'm a Watch Dogs 1 fan, and I yeah. don't think they did enough different between 1 and 2. They made a better story and a better character. The, Aiden Pierce was a bit boring. The character for 2 is terrible. That was literally the worst part of the game nah, for 2. Nah, he's alright. No, he's terrible. He needed, to, like, something. Like, yeah, no, there was too, it was too bright. It was too... The guy had a fucking yo-yo, for God's sake. So, he no, didn't have a yo-yo. He had a yo-yo. He had <laughs> he a yo-yo. He had a yo-yo weapon, I guarantee it. <laughs> All right. Uh, also, speaking of some games, there is a uh, little fuzz will be excited about this one as well as I am. Possibly, there is a new Ultimate Lego Star Wars game reportedly in development, which will encompass all of the Star Wars movies, including this new uh, Rise of Skywalker movie, into the game. So it'll have Solo, Rogue One, everything. Wait. So they've already done all of that. They've so done one to six. Yeah. And then they did seven as a standalone. They didn't do eight. Yeah, uh, and they've done nothing with Rogue One or, or Solo for. Okay, so they get just ca- are they capturing all of like redoing all of those other ones? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so they'll put it all in like the one bundle. That's kind of cool with me. Uh, and the last piece of game release news, which I personally am very excited for. Oh, you sure? Is yeah. Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, which is the Nintendo Switch exclusive, is coming out July the nineteenth, three days after my birthday. Whoa! So I don't know what I'm getting myself. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good on you. I love those games. They're going to be great. We might do some game capture of it. Sure, it's a it's a game. It is like definitely a game that is available. You don't like them, and will be available soon for we'll, number three. When we will, we'll do a game capture for some end game hype. See how we. It's, <laughs> it's a four player game. It is a four player game. Okay, okay, we'll, we'll try it out. But fuzzy, yes, we have a sponsor. We do. Who is that sponsor? Um, there there are people that have um stuff with hot toys and Funkos and the pops. And they do the things where they put those things into a thing. packaging things, and they th- they do a thing where the thing goes from their place to your place by a thing, and it's amazing. Right. They they're so it's just <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, we are talking about our sponsors for shaking not noob culture shock collectibles. That's what I said. <laughs> I mean, it was right there. Uh, they are a collectible store that uh, are different from the rest because a. They're cheaper. Yes. B, have greater stock. Yeah. C, better shipping. And and great smile. And great smile. Yeah. And Don't not only that, that if, you, uh, if you purchase something from them, you might get a little something, something from us in there. Ooh, a little, mm. little something, something. Something worth, something, something worth something. Something worth something. A that's thing. a new Bond film. That's something <laughs> worth something. <laughs> yeah, something's worth something. <laughs> Shelly Bassey, call me back. I was going to say Batman, though. <laughs> um, yes, so uh, I, I, uh, he's recently gotten, of course, some new stock. There's the Toy Story 4 Funko Pops that are coming what? out for the movie. Oh, yep. okay, yep. Um, the original Toy Story Funko Pops that came out about a year, two years ago, some of them go for a couple of hundred, if not a thousand bucks. Original. Really? Yep. Shit. So, uh, so I, su- I assume these are these are these are pretty. They, no, they're, they're standard price when they first come out. They all come out at the standard price, and then when yep. people are like, "Oh, I want that one," then they start to go up. Um, I see. I see. So uh, the the Toy Story Four Funko Pops are available now, so you can get those fifty dollars free shipping. So if you spend over fifty dollars, you get free shipping. Um, and uh, the cool thing is as well, they've got mystery Funko Pops. So they're ten dollars. They're Funko Pops wrapped uh, in wrapping paper, so you don't know what you've got until you open. Ooh, um, and surprise! One, Michael has said uh, the uh, the proprietor and owner of Culture Shock Collectibles has said that one of the Funko Pops in the mystery Funko Pop uh, lineup that he's got mm-hmm. will be an exclusive. So you might get a normal pop. You might get an exclusive pop for ten bucks. Exclusives are about thirty to fifty bucks. That's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I recently just purchased some Funko Pops. Uh, I bought two from Michael. Yes. And I bought one elsewhere because Michael could not source. Okay. And uh, they both arrived yesterday. Yes. Michael's arrived. The box was covered in, uh, in was, was filled with newspaper and bubble wrapped. Yeah. With a little note written on it, which was kind of cool. Nice. The other Funko Pop was rolling around inside a box. Ah. <laughs> damaged to shit. <laughs> see, see, this is the kind of quality that you get. Exactly. Uh, I mean, I picked up a couple of, um, when we saw them at... Um, Supernova. Supernova. Uh, yes, the what other did way. you get? Uh, well, I got uh, got yourself. Here we go. Here we go. Um, we got a Thanos um, from the latest Endgame, like Endgame Thanos, Infinity Gauntlet, and all. 
um, uh, and the, the double-sided sword. That's right. Yeah. And uh, I got a little Black Manta for uh, for Milo, my little fuzz, because, you know, he's a big fan of the Aquaman movie. That's so there great. you go, Judy. You've got somebody else who likes Aquaman. Hey, man, I'm going to buy it. I'm thinking of buying it. <laughs> he's, he's seven years old. <laughs> I'm either getting a Aquaman or Doctor Strange hot toy. I can't decide on which one yet. Okay. No, fair enough. Yeah, but look, they, they were fantastic. He gave us, like, the protective cases as well. Yeah, free so protective cases. There you, you go. You can't get so, that from anywhere else. There we go. So, like, it's all, he's always awesome to deal with. They've got great value and a great lineup. So, yeah, definitely check them out. CultureShockCollectibles.com. Yes. But, uh, Fuzzy, we've got some things to talk about. We do. We, we, you, we both have our own separate item to review and then a collective item to review. Sure. Who would like to go first? Uh, paper, rock, scissors. Uh, oh, yeah, we're going together. So, <laughs> we're going together. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Sea of Thieves. Yes. So, uh, a year ago, Sea of Thieves came out. Uh, of course, there was a large amount of hype towards the game that it was essentially an open world... Only a small amount of hype. <laughs> Only a small, large amount of hype. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which was an open world pirate game uh, where you and your friends would roam the seas, you'd hunt for treasure, you'd uh, you'd go through shipwrecks, all that sort of stuff. And, and what they showed, they delivered, but there were some issues because after about, say, four hours or so of gameplay, you've basically done everything. That yeah, about, after about 30 minutes. <laughs> no, more, more than 30 minutes. Um, so, of course, uh, similar to games like we've gotten in the past, like Destiny and Division, the game came out, people finished it very quickly, and then, yeah. and then they moved on to something else. But, of course, Rare and Microsoft have kept developing it. They've released new content for it. And uh, a year later, they're actually releasing a PvP mode and a single-player story. So, there you go. There we go. Yes. And I, I will say, like, we, we jumped on it um, again recently uh, because... Okay, we thought, this week, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, because we wanted to, to get a bit of a feel for how it's going and how and it's, it's looking. Game Pass. Yeah, there we go. Get, check it out. Game Pass, like, again, in great value. I'm going to update my account so it's all combined. Anyway. Game Pass is worth it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we jumped back on it and we tried it out again just to see how far it's come along. And I will say... The game does, and it did it when the, the first time we got it. It starts looking very simple and very simplistic with all of the graphics and the, the yeah. way that it, it comes across. Yeah, a bit like a, a, a HD Banjo Kazooie sort of style, like yeah. a cartoony sort of thing. But, I, but man, oh man, some of the effects that they come up with are, are pretty much uh, are just spot on, like the water effects. Um, the sunlight, um, the the weather effects, all of that stuff. The sea was angry that day, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's one of these games that I uh, that I, I find it really hard to classify and find it really hard to not not pigeonhole it, but put into a, a specific area where you go, that's that particular type of game. Yeah. I almost think it's kind of a pirate's No Man's Sky. Yes. Like, That's a very good way of putting it. So it, it has these things that you can do within its universe, and, but... Yeah, it, it's kind of that. That's you kind of that's it, and yeah. I, I feel like it very. It suffers the same problems that No Man's Sky does, where it, it can just be. That's a dirt bike. There we go. Yeah, dirt bikes are awesome, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, but look, it's one of those games that I think yeah suffers from those same problems. Here, where there's a lack of story. There's so much freedom. There's so many things that you can do. Yeah. That you kind of just go. I don't know what to do. And, and you're not really driven by the story and there's it feels a little bit disconnected in that that aspect. Yeah. But as we found out through our playthrough recently, there is still a lot of fun to have and the more people that you go and play... Uh, the, more people the, in your in your pirate crew, I think you can have a maximum of four, yeah. the better. If you have four players, you are, you're set for fun. Yeah. And we, we managed to get online on Monday night with, um, with a couple of other guys. One who was... Clearly, a professional player of this game because he had all of the gear decked out, and his, you know, his ship was painted. He had gold everywhere. Like he, he was knew barking. Exactly what to he do. was barking orders through the command chats and all the yeah. rest of it. So he knew what was going on. So we were playing with them. We went on a couple of missions and tried that all out. Yeah, and we we had a lot of fun doing it because yeah, you know, there, there was there's a lot to do within that that space. So just to to make a ship go. It, there's a lot of coordination that's required, and it was a lot of fun. I'm just keeping an eye on this because it's got one battery left. That's it. <laughs> um, yes, so we did try just doing me and you sailing around, yep. and it felt that sort of bare, lackluster sort of bare bones. Yep. Um, and, you know, that's a motorbike. Um, and then, you know, I told you that there was pirate shell, like ghost ships, and then yep. there were megalodons, and we tried to find a megalodon, and we couldn't find it, but then we realised it's because it's only the two of us playing, the more players on the boat the more likely they are to appear and attack you because you can actually fend them off. Sure. And then as soon as we played with, with two other players, the four of us, Megalodon appeared straight away. 
started and chasing could, us. Yeah. It started chasing us. Then we could hear the kraken coming around like near the islands and stuff, and we were freaking out. And I was, um, but we were actually having more and more fun as it kept going. I think we made like twenty thousand dollars off one. Yeah, as, yeah, as the stakes go, keep rising for you on these these quests because you have to you know search for buried treasure and then that's, that's treasure. and then take it back to an outpost to cash it in. But on that way, you could get shipwrecked uh, by you know a megalodon or get attacked by other random pirate crews. Yeah, and, you and know, that happened to us as well. Yeah, and so it was like the, there's this really sort of like this risk versus reward kind of balance to it, which actually ratchets up the tension and actually can produce something yeah I, I really enjoy that I think that's great but I think it, it, it is very much manufactured by yourself so it's very oh, much yeah. like a, they, they leave you it's like someone's opened up their garage and they've left all of the tools out on the ground and they've gone here you go build your own it's car Ikea. it's well it's Ikea for games yeah there you go it's make your own adventure exactly right yeah. you, you are required to make all of that fun and make that fun happen yeah and I, I get that, and in some aspects, you can make, have a great time doing that. But I still think there there needs to be you a need little to play bit with of four friends. You you all need to be online and actively wanting to play it rather yeah. than I'm just online for for a bit of free time. Like actually, you know, it's like, a, like like we said when we were playing. If all of the four people were playing, or me, you, and two others were all chatting via microphones, it'd be great because then we could actually call out commands and have a bit of fun and all that sort of stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I see what you mean by that. And I, I think that the it. it Lacks the same with No Man's Sky. Lacks for a little bit of that story. Yeah, um, like there is story in there, but it's very like you know, it's just presented on a screen and text, and yeah, you know, I, I kind of think there's there loses a little bit for that lack of voice acting and lack of that single player stuff. Well, we are getting uh, with the uh, upcoming. I think it's the end of April, which is the PvP mode in the single player that'll add cutscenes, I believe, yeah, voice sure. dialogue and stuff. Yeah, look, I, I, I will wait and see. I, I doubt that it's going to go into the depths that we're probably expecting yep. or that I, I'd like to see. But, yep. you know, it, it will add something to it. So there is a lot of fun to be had in there. I, I just don't think it's... Yeah, I don't know. It's not one of those ones that I can sit down and have a casual playthrough. Yeah. It's something that I go, right, I've got four hours to dedicate to something entirely. Now I'm going to go play Sea of Thieves. Well, uh, our friend, uh, of course, as well, friend of the show, Emmy Cosplay, uh, she's downloaded Sea of Thieves, so she's ready to, to oh, fantastic. put permission to come aboard, you know, when... Aye, aye. Fuzzy's saluting, yeah. Yeah, um, well, aye, aye, Captain, Captain Duty oh, Roundhead. Yeah, right. yeah sweet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so... Honestly, I think if you're even curious by Sea of Thieves, Game Pass. Yeah, it's, absolutely. I've downloaded, I think, eight games off Game Pass in the past week. Man, it's, it's, I'm, I'm having a great time. Since we talked about it a few weeks back, I've been playing a bunch of games on there. I was a bit there. hesitant at first. I'm like, eh, there's nothing really on there now. I'm like, I can't stop downloading games. There, there is actually, like, I, I think I thought about it like, you know, when you get your uh, Games of Gold or um, your PS Plus games hmm. for the month. Those games can be hit or miss. There's actually some uh, a bunch of really good quality games Not in really. there. Games that I haven't w- I've wanted to play for a while that I have you know just didn't want to spend thirty bucks on. Yeah. If you're paying ten bucks a month or fifteen bucks a month to get this uh, this content, fantastic. And they keep adding games to it as well. Yeah. It's so, like Netflix. Yeah, absolutely. So highly recommend it. Really easy to get to, and yeah, just a lot of fun. Sweet. Well, um, I might just stop the recording here to change the batteries over because we have one by battery left. Yeah, but no one's actually going to notice it on the podcast. So, you know, what's going to happen is we're going to stop and finish our beers and probably take about an hour's break and then come back. But in real podcast time, it's going to be like two seconds. And we're back. Wow. That that was barely any time at all. Yes. And well, yet I've aged six days. Six days. <laughs> Six days. Six days uh, older. If you had to give this a, a review, of course, out of five, the Sea of Thieves now, um, just before it, it's one year sort of update birthday sure. content. Uh, I'm going to give it a three and a half. Yep. Um, I think... So seven out of ten for those playing at home. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I think there's... Um, it's probably the, almost the same score I would have given it a year ago. Yep. Like, I, I know they've added new stuff to it, and there looks like there's new content and things around there, but I don't really feel like the game's fundamentally changed enough for me to have changed my opi- original opinion on the game. Yeah. It, it's, there's more There's more sort of sort of exhilaration and, and, and bit of energy going. Yeah, but because I felt like, that the first time I played it. I felt I that same I find there's a bit tension. more because, like, there's, pi- there's ghost ships, there's ghost pirate ships that yeah. I'd seen a couple of times. There's the megalodons chasing it, and there's multiple megalodons. There's not just one... The crack and all that sort of stuff. So I find there's a bit more. Yeah. Um, and now you can actually sort of 
flag your your ship when you actually are playing in a in a pirate mode. Yeah. Because then it will alert everyone on the map that you're like highlighted as like a red ship, meaning if people go near you, there's a likelihood you're going to get attacked because you're yeah. playing. Yeah. And because you know that because everybody plays by the rules, they're definitely going to put that up every time they mean to take you over. I think it automatically changes if you do it too many times. Oh, as well. okay. Yeah. 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 There we go. Yeah. Yes. Look. Okay. Yeah, so your score was... I'll give it a three and a half as well. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm keeping it installed on my console, definitely. I'll look... I'll and keep it's on it my PC. I'm playing it on my PC when, like, I can't use the TV. Okay. I can just play it on the PC and okay. just play with Xbox friends. Interesting. I like mm. that attitude. Mm. Keep but it up. Fuzzy, you've, uh, you've got something to review as well. Oh, yeah. What is that? We're talking... What new is that? <laughs> what does it? We're talking new controllers today. Yes. And I went out because I have fat sausage fingers, and I bought myself a new Switch... Pro wireless controller. Ooh. Yeah. You do have fat sausage fingers, I can confirm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, they smell of bacon and sausage. Um, yes. Bacon wrapped sausage. They're the worst. <laughs> oh, get the fuck out. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, so yes, I have always struggled with the, the Switch controllers, like um, having adult sized hands using the Switch controllers' buttons and stuff like that, because they are pretty fucking small. Yep. Um, anyone who is over the age of 10 years old will be able to confirm that it's probably a little bit more difficult to actually get where you want to as far as no. touch. Whatever. Anyway. i got little guitarist fingers. <laughs> oh, no, I, many people I've talked to who, have, who own a Switch have complained about the size of the buttons just because it is... I get it. If you make it larger, then you have to make the whole the screen thing. larger. Yeah. And stuff like that. yeah. I get it for size control. And it's been... It's still one of my favourite consoles right now. Still, It's almost nearly my favourite console. But I still needed something different. And I went out and purchased a Switch Pro controller this week. And I will tell you that Wow, it, it's made all of the difference. Like, I'm playing it more on the television now, but it is, like, it's so much better. Yeah. It's so much more comfortable. They are very borderline sort of Xbox controller size. Yep. Um, a little bit more blocky, and I'll, I'll, we're, we're going to pl- bring it over so you can play it this weekend so you can get a feel for it. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're much more substantial, and you can actually feel a real, like, a confidence in the button pressing. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're pressing buttons on a switch and you're not quite sure if you're hitting it right or it just doesn't have that okay. right tactile feel. Does it have anything like uh, external grips or, or anything like that as well? Or is it just uh, like a your standard, like, Xbox or PlayStation controller? It just, yeah, standard yeah. Xbox, PlayStation controller. Um, the battery life on these things is amazing as built well. Built-in battery? Um, yes, built-in battery. Sweet, yeah. So, yeah, recharge cable through the USB-C <coughs> as well, which yep. is the same as... Uh, the switch, so it gives you an extra one which you can plug into the outside of the switch. You sync up and you're you're away in seconds. So Sweet. it's really responsive um, and and really a lot of fun to play. I, I think like the weight to it again probably feels very uh, similar to the Xbox uh, style. Yep. Um, so yeah, so it, it's substantial, but it, it just is a really good high quality controller. Um, it was eighty nine bucks, I think, for the Pro controller. That's not too bad. That's what generally controllers. Tend yeah. to go for for standard ones, yeah. You can get like the the standard versions now. I think for like sixty nine or you know seventy nine dollars, around about there. But the pro controller is um, extra yeah. ten bucks or so. Yeah, yeah, an extra ten bucks. You can get wide controllers as well. Um, you can get the GameCube ones. Yeah, the GameCube ones are the best. <coughs> they're ugly, but they're. They're, I will say that there's so many people ugly. rate, and I think we've had this conversation, yeah. so many people rate that controller, it looks like an absolute piece of shit, and it feels gross too. It's probably my third favourite controller of all time. It's I don't understand it. I don't get it. But have that's, you held one? Yes, have I have. Have you cradled one? Ugh. Have you nurtured one? <laughs> have you suckled it to your bosom? <laughs> no, I have not. It's well, weird. you're not living, Fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, look... Forget all of those. The the Switch Pro controller. If you're if you're in the market for a like a, a second controller for the Switch, yep. Um, or if you're looking to upgrade any of that gear, strong recommendation. Um, it, it, it's just really good. Yeah. Uh, I think there's going to be some really interesting questions around Switch that we'll probably start asking very soon about the longevity of the device and especially and with some sort of next gen sort of stuff starting to creep up a little bit. Well, that's right. And things like you know, I've been playing a game this week. I downloaded a uh, digital copy of a game to the Switch and started looking for the first time at the size constraints of the storage space and the the core device. It's really fucking small, it's like sixteen gig or something like that. Yeah, though. and like you know, <coughs> you can get an external of like it's a you can put in like micro SD cards. Yeah. And yeah, stuff like that. and they actually—that's—that's that's an additional accessory. It doesn't actually take out the pre-existing 16 gig. Which uh, is, yeah, yeah, no. But I'm, I'm just thinking, like, t- talking about like core, deli- like core things for this 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 platform. Yeah, it's got a really small storage space. You know, obviously within the size constraints of the device. 
Um, and thinking about as well, like I've I I feel the controllers on the sides of my Switch now, and I can feel like a little wiggle. And I don't know if that's in like the connection points on the controller itself or act- the actual uh, like unit. Right. Yeah. So you know, just just little things like really small, not you know overly noticeable. But as for someone who will use the device on a regular basis. It, it looks like it could potentially lead to something becoming a breakage issue. Yeah. So how does that hold up over time? So having this Pro Controller now sort of skips past a lot of those, I'll stop using the little grip devices or won't be moving them in and out as much. Yeah. And hopefully that means it extends the life um, of the unit. So, yeah, but I think we need to... like. But how are you going to play 1-2-Switch with a Pro Controller? Well, we'll find a way. <laughs> Life finds a way. <laughs> it does. Jeff Goldblum's it. <laughs> but yeah, so that's uh, that's the Switch Pro Controller. Yeah, strong recommendation. Anyone's got a Switch wants to play properly, do you, go do for you think it would be good if um, if what is it eighty nine dollars for a Pro Controller? Um, that if it was say one hundred and twenty dollars for yeah. the Pro Controller, and it came with a SD card, because clearly if you're going to buy a Pro Controller, you're going to be doing a bit more gaming on it, and that it would come with a, a SD card to extend the storage capacity on it, like an extra thirty bucks. Yeah. Oh, look, I think SD cards are uh, relatively inexpensive enough to okay. buy on their yeah. own, so I think that's that's not so much of an issue. It's more the, the issue of the core storage space within the device. It's what, 20, 20 gig? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not big at all. And so, yeah. my phone is... Exactly right. We've got much yeah. smaller devices that with much larger storage space. So I think that that's they're probably going to need to look at like a a mid cycle kind of feel upgrade. Like, yeah, yeah, like they did, did with the pro, the PS4 Pros. Um, they did the Xbox One Xs. Yep. So I think they'll need to look at like a a Switch Pro like console that you know meets that those requirements prior to maybe some sort of next gen thing. So, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So if you had to give it, a, of course, a review. Uh, giving it a review, um, I, w- I would put this up there. It's right up there with one of the like the really good controllers. I think it's it's a quality build. Yeah. Um, the the finishing probably not as good as say um, the Xbox Pro controllers, which are, are just amazing. Uh, elite, sorry. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I I'd probably give this a, a four out of five. It's it's really really good quality. Very movie. Yeah. Well, uh, well that's. That's your Elite Controller. I've got my yes. own one to review now as well. Of yes, course. there we go. Uh, so it's a bit of a controller episode this week. Um, our good friends at... Mi- we've got control issues. Yeah. <laughs> our good friends at, uh, at Microsoft Australia sent uh, me over a copy of the Xbox Elite Controller. A copy of it or the actual thing? Oh, okay. It was like a like a printout. Just show, <laughs> yeah. this is what it looks like, buddy. <laughs> you can't fucking have it, but here's what it is. <laughs> um, so they sent over a, uh, a Xbox Elite controller. I teased it on, uh, on our Instagram. You bastards. Yeah. 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 And, uh, of course, I got to... Uh, I've gotten to trial it out with a couple of different games. Sea of Thieves, a bit of uh, uh, Injustice, Mortal Kombat 10... And, uh, You're still playing Red Dead for some reason as Red well. Red Dead, it's great. Um, of course, so <laughs> you and like two people. Red Dead's great. Um, sure. So of course, this is a little bit more expensive than your standard controller, going up to two hundred dollars for a controller. Now you might think that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. Dude. And to be fair, it is. <laughs> to, to be fair, it, it's it's a it's going to hit your wallet. It's it's definitely a knock on the wallet. Sure. But I think this controller is deliberately made for the hardcore gamers, for the for the players that don't necessarily play casually, that they, they play every night with their friends on Rainbow Six Siege, or they play every night playing FIFA, or they're, they're the ones that love their gaming, and, and they're yeah. very passionate about their gaming. And I think this is something that, of course, as you've said, Nintendo's got a pro controller. PlayStation doesn't have some form of elite or pro Still controller. Still one of my which massive is issues around PlayStation controllers is they don't have yeah. the pro versions. There's a lot of aftermarket ones. They've yeah. got the... I think they're, and Razor. The, and the Razor like ones, yeah. uh, I think they're probably the more accepted ones at the moment, but they don't have an official uh, PlayStation Pro controller, which is... Just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, back to back to this one. Yes. So, yeah. uh, what makes the Elite controller different from the standard Xbox controllers is there's grips around the back, so it, it's sort of uh, it's sort of like having a good pair of shoes and planting your feet before you do a bench press at the gym. Like it, plant, it sort of plants and grips. We can all relate. We can all relate to that. Relate to that. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I don't have any legs. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wow! Oh, wow! No. Uh, apologies to all of our listeners without legs. Um, that uh, that was brutal. <laughs> he doesn't speak for the rest of us. He does not speak for the rest of Shaken Not Noob, which is me. Uh, essentially, yeah, the the grips are, are legist. Sort of, <laughs> the grips are sort of uh, they're very contorting and and 
they fit your hands really, really well. Yeah. Um, there are there are locking pins on the back for the triggers, so you can flick these little switches on the back, and they'll pull the trigger at half mast rather than the full pull. Yeah. Um, which is very, very handy for shooting. All right. Now I will say that I have I have my own elite controller, which I picked up for uh, Red Dead uh, Redemption when it came out. Yep. Um, and I quite enjoyed. I will say that some of those games, uh, there are some games out there that do not recognise the half pull on the trigger. So, uh, so if you, you need, ha- you need to. It's not necessarily that you need to go into because with not only an elite controller, it's got just extra parts. You yeah. actually need to program the controller as well. Yeah, no, no, the, yeah. The, yeah. But the, so this this half trigger thing here, trigger works on some games, but not all of them. So no. it won't recognize. It's only recognizing. I found it works the, on Red Dead. The, I don't use it for Red Dead because yeah. of the. The, the dead eye aiming and stuff like that when you when you do a showdown draw with someone because if you pull the trigger too fast you're going to get killed straight away yeah so there, there are some games it doesn't work on properly so I will just say that it's one of those ones that the customization features on it are fully available to a lot of games but not all of them and it just I think there, there are yeah just just some um, amalgamation issues right across all of that so yeah yeah um, it's got, of course, yeah, the hairlock triggers, which uh, I've been using for like Star Wars Battlefront. So anytime I get stuck using a great for shooters, a, great for yeah. Overwatch games like that as yeah, well. If, yep. I'm, if I'm using a essentially, you know, a, a, a rifle instead of a submachine gun or something, and I need to quickly load out a couple of rounds into someone because they're too close, I can just quickly pull the trigger and they're dead. Sure. Um, and of course, it has uh, these bumper buttons on the back that are magnetic, so they're not actually attached to the controller. You can pull them off if you don't want them on. Yeah. Uh, and you can map those to whatever button you want, actually freeing your thumbs away from the A, B, X, Y buttons and you can have all sort of fingers on required buttons at the same time. And I will say that's what I used and I got it for Red Dead simply for that because I knew there'd be a lot of like button mashing when I was making my horse run faster. (laughs) So what I was doing is I was mapping it to one of the the paddles underneath the controller so when I would naturally hold the controller I would make my horse run rather than having to to press the... A. Exactly right. So I had it all figured out buddy. (laughs) I had that game spammed. Well uh, I've played a multitude of games so I've played of course Sea of Thieves uh, which I played just on the standard sort of standard uh, Xbox controller settings, but of course you've also got removable and reattachable thumbsticks. So I just changed over the the grips for those. Uh, I've played, of course, Red Dead, a bit of Battlefront, but the one game I will say that it is absolutely outstanding for. Yep. is Formula One 2018. Oh, okay. So of course I mapped the controller out for the the paddles to change gears, and of course I've got ah, a high end headset on, so I've yep. got the volume cranked to full. I've got what you know, the, the pit crew <laughs> speaking into my ears, and I'm just going boom, 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 and going up and down on the, the little paddles at the back. It is a really really great controller. Yeah. Uh, I believe this is a generation two one, which is what uh, Microsoft has sent us. So originally yeah, there wow. was the standard elite controller. Yep. And the main problem, they, they only had mainly two problems with the originals which was the grips because they're made out of rubber your hands get hot they'll heat up and expand and and they will come away um, and they your hands or the controller the, <laughs> <laughs> the grip will actually heat up after about eight months or so okay, yeah, if yeah. you're constantly using it the grips will expand because of the rubber and they'll they'll come off the controller yeah uh, I believe they've resolved this issue so that you won't have a bubbling peeling controller uh, and the bumpers were a bit of a, a poor plastic on the Gen 1s. Yeah. And picking this up and comparing it to my original Day 1 controller, yeah. I feel like just the bumpers alone feel completely different. I, I, I will say, yeah, the, the feel for these controllers is, is amazing. Mm. Um, the big thing, I think, for, the, for me is the weight to them. Mm. Like, like they're, every- they're, they're a bit hefty, but they're, 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 it's like picking up Thor's hammer. It's powerful hefty. It's like, yeah. You, you do feel it's like it really sits in your hand properly. Like, I, I think you, you look at that. Like, I like the setup of the PlayStation controller, yep. but I look at that by that touch, like that touchpad thing. Uh, we won't talk about the touchpad. Yeah, the yeah, touchpad is, uh, is yeah, a, great. Go yeah, on. Yeah, that's a redheaded stepchild of the controller family. <laughs> um, but yes, no. I think we, we really look at like the the weight to that and just feel like how that feels in your hand by comparison to some of those other ones, and they feel like yeah. toys by comparison to something that's uh, like a proper tool for the the game. Like it feels like that's the one you should be using. Yeah. And that's that's also the thing as well. Like I found I'm playing uh, like Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, uh, I'm getting killed a lot, and then the controller has multiple has two profiles you can swap to. So I've got a standard setting, and I have a time to sit forward yeah, in my seat yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, of course I've played you know like a couple of rounds of Siege or Battlefront and we kept getting killed and kept getting killed I've gone yeah. fuck this right and I've just <laughs> I've just flicked the switch over 
put the paddles on the back and flip the the flop the thing and then flip the flume and flip it, flop it, flop. <laughs> I, essentially, I've, I've put pop it, switch it. Yeah. <laughs> I've put all the attachments on it and I've sat forward and turned my headset controller volume up and I've just gone to town. Um, uh, I'm phrasing. <laughs> this is a this is an outstanding controller. Um, my only negative I would say with this one is it doesn't have a rechargeable battery in it. It has it's 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 one of the the massive issues that's always been a problem for, for Xbox. Xbox controllers. Yeah, why on why on God's green earth they don't put a fucking rechargeable battery in there? And I know that they've they sell the fucking rechargeable battery one, yeah. packs yeah. with them, so you can put them in there. It's not like they can't they they can't yeah. do it. It's a, it can't be fucking bothered. And it just it's it's astounding to me that they'll do it especially for the elite controller like the elite controller itself and like for that to have batteries in there is just it's unspeakably poor well i've got uh i've got uh with, with this elite controller now i've got three controllers so i've got the standard day one xbox controller yeah my wife has uh for her birthday last year i got her the sea of thieves purple and gold controller which i am not allowed to touch why because <laughs> she wanted a controller and she loves purple okay fair enough um, so she has the sea of thieves controller uh, which I'm not allowed to touch. Yep. And then there's this elite controller. He's got very greasy hands. Again, sausage fingers, but his are more like covered in sausage grease. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and when you open up a, a standard Xbox controller out of the box, you just get the controller, you'll get some batteries in there, and that'll be it. Yeah. But with the elite controller, while I opened it, it's inside like a, a, a case, like a pouch case. <sighs> and you open it up, and the accessories have their own little housings to go in. It's it's actually it's a sexual experience opening those it's boxes. Like, not to be a nerd here, but it's like you watch. But you are oh, a yeah. massive fucking. Nerd. Imagine, <laughs> remember the film Jackal with uh, with Bruce Willis. He was a sniper or something, and he'd pull his sniper out of the sniper case. It's like that. Okay. <laughs> it's awesome. Okay. Yep. It's great. Are you um, right? Do you need, do you need some time out? You just, <laughs> thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> um, no, All right, so give us, a, give us a review score for uh, this. I'm going to give this a four and a half out of five. Okay, sure. Um, the, the only thing I can say that's a problem is uh, is the rechargeable battery, but I've you know previously I'd gone out and bought myself one, so I literally just changed the battery myself. Um, but having to drop $200 and not have a rechargeable battery and having to buy that extra accessory is a little weird. It's a joke. Um, but <laughs> I didn't actually notice this as well. On the bottom of the controllers, on the standard Xbox Day 1 controller, there's just the headphone, like this weird headphone port that they're, they're normally used to having. Yeah. There's actually a headphone jack in them now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I've used that all the time. It's great. Where the hell did this come? It's not on the original what controller. The it's, hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's not in the Day 1 Xbox One controller. It's actually yeah. a new port. So you can actually just, if you don't have a high-end headset, you can literally just like plug in your headphones, and if they've got a mic on it, it works. Yeah, absolutely. It's great. So, so yeah. you plug your, your, your Samsung Astros. headphones in or whatever, yeah. Uh, it's fantastic. That'll work. You, the only problem with that I have, I think the integration on that feature is better on the uh, the PlayStation version. So you plug your headset into the PlayStation controller, yeah. um, and it... It automatically mutes the sound from your television, so ah. the sound comes through your headset. Oh, that doesn't bother me. The, well, the, I'm just saying that, that it's just one small feature. Like, like the, I like the to have my TV up while I've got the surround sound on. Like, yeah. I like to party. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to I like to party. I like the neighbors to know that I'm partying. Um. But like, yeah, it's it's one of those things. Like, you plug in your headset into the Xbox controller. The sound will come through the headset, but it's also on the television, so you have to turn the television down yeah. if you want to you know, be, be mindful of other people. Yeah. But I, I just think it's just one small feature that could have been... It's a, it's a really small update they could make. small. Yeah. yeah. But it, you make those little changes, and it makes it all of a sudden a much better thing. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, yeah, I, I absolutely love this controller. If you're hardcore into your gaming... Um, Strong this is, recommend. This is a... Yeah, massive, yeah. massive record. You can I'm even change the freaking D-pad. You can make it a standard up, down, left, right, or actually like this giant circle one. For, I love the for, circle. For I fighting love, games. I love the circle. You can just get like directions. Just roll really it around. Yeah. It's just like this big like, yeah, meta all metallic all as well. Oh, magnetic. So you can just pull the parts off and replace them. It's, it's outstanding. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. I, I agree. Four and a half, probably a, a really good score for it. But uh, Fuzzy Dan. Yes. That's it for this week's episode. Of it Shaking sure Not is, Noob. buddy. Uh, we'd like to thank all of those listening. If you did enjoy this episode of Shake Not Noob, you can leave a review on the podcast app you're listening to now. If yeah. you put in the review, this is for Shaken Not Noob, or this is for Noob, uh, we will not only read out the review on the episode, we'll also rub it in the faces of those who... Uh, essentially, we'll just rub it in Tom, Ollie, and Ian's face. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. 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 Rub um, it in their face. Um, right in their big fat faces. <laughs> Love you guys. Uh, yes. But yeah, we might even like... 
do some like we got some stuff to send out to people. We we might send you a sticker. Yes, yes. If you leave us a review, we will send you stickers. And yeah. these aren't just fiddly little stickers that you get in a sticker book. These are high quality stickers. A high quality baby. The highest of qualities. Matt final stickers. They are they actually, amazing. It's, mine's yeah. been on the back of my phone for two weeks now. Two weeks, and it has not. There's no rubbing or fading or anything. No, they're amazing. We've yeah. got we got some for nerd. We've got some for noob though. And I will say. I mean, I, I put a bit of time and effort into the new ones. They're pretty amazing. Uh, they are. You can, you, if you can tell us what the shape is, you will also get another sticker. But two, sti- two stickers. Two stickers. <laughs> if you can leave a review and tell us what the shape is without actually seeing the sticker. <laughs> um, yes. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much uh, again, uh, Xbox Australia for sending. sending yeah, me thank a you. Send us more stuff. That was. Uh, Where's my controller? <laughs> you have a Nintendo. That's fine. No. Nah. Uh, I am Judy Dutram saying never, 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 ever, ever. No, I can't think of anything. Um, if, yeah. <laughs> Don't steal my stick. <laughs> uh, thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> Never, ever, ever thank you, Microsoft. No, no, no. <laughs> always thank Microsoft, especially yes. when they're sending you free shit. But this is fuzzy. Reminding you once again in this episode to never, ever, ever, ever pre-order anything ever, especially from those motherfuckers at EA. Again, thank you, Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs>